Welcome to Lifelines. This is John Augustine. I like to bring you the lives of people you've heard of and might want to know more about. But there's a best-selling biography of a man I've never heard of, Alexandre Dumas. If the name is familiar, it's because his namesake son wrote such enduring French novels as The Three Musketeers and The Count of Monte Cristo. But that writer's father, General Alexandre Dumas, lived an extraordinary life, inspiring the swashbuckling adventure stories of his adoring son. He rode into history as the Black Count. Dumas was a legendary warrior in an age of warfare, a head taller than most soldiers, immensely stronger, and courageous to the point of recklessness. He enlisted as a dragoon, the Marines of that day, who did the dirty and dangerous work of the French army. But even when he rose to become a general commanding 10,000 men, he preferred to lead a squad into the thick of combat. He embraced the new republic of liberty, equality, fraternity, because he himself was black. His father, a dissolute aristocrat, was a planter in San Domingue, the French island that would become Haiti, at that time the most valuable colony in the world and the richest, the leading producer of coffee and the sugar that sweetened it. But that wealth was built on slave labor, and Dumas' mother was a purchased slave. When the father returned to France, he sold his wife and three children for passage money. But when he came into his title as a marquis, he repurchased his favorite son and raised him in style. The boy, technically a count, could have enlisted as an officer, but he defied his father and became a dragoon. He loved close combat, lunging, leaping, unhorsing an opponent with one saber blow, or his fist. The Austrians called him de Schwarzerdürfel, the Black Devil. France was a racially enlightened culture in the 1700s. Alex married a white innkeeper's daughter, whom he loved dearly, and no one raised an eyebrow. Other black colonials had made careers in the military, including Alex's mentor, the Chevalier Saint-Georges, the finest swordsman in Europe. After the revolution, the French government became the first in history to abolish slavery, even in the colonies. Napoleon emerged. Eventually, Dumas rose to become a general in Napoleon's Italian campaign. In a famous engagement, Dumas' small band, outnumbered on a narrow bridge, battled to victory. Bonaparte called him the new Horatio and named him supreme cavalry commander in his next ambition, the conquest of Egypt. Did any famous general ever commit as many boneheaded blunders as Napoleon? The enormous waste and pointlessness of the Egyptian campaign, the selling of French America to Jefferson, the snows of Russia? He disowned Dumas, who left Cairo in disgust, but the ship carrying Alex back to France sank off the coast of Naples, and the Black Count was arrested and imprisoned for years with no hope of ransom from the nation he had served so bravely. When he was finally released, a broken man, his life was nearly over. And when he died, his army pension ceased and his widow and children were left destitute. France had forgotten its great Othello. But the boy remembered. Little Alex Dumas was only four when his father died, but he remembered the love and tenderness and the tales of the heroic career he had heard in his father's lap, and later from his army buddies. The daring do of the soldier swordsman fighting against the odds became immortalized in The Three Musketeers. The noble man, deprived of justice, wrongly imprisoned for years, became embodied in The Count of Monte Cristo. You see, Father, Alexandre Dumas wrote in his memoirs, 
I haven't forgotten any of the memories you told me to keep. Your memory has lived in me like a sacred lamp. The book is The Black Count by Tom Rice. This program's been Lifelines. I'm John Augustine.